You're listening to The Esoterics Podcast. Welcome back to the Esoterics Podcast. How are you doing today, Joe? I am really good. It's a beautiful day here. The humidity is low, which is good because it's been kind of high here in Portland, which is um, unusual, making it sweaty and sticky and icky. Um, Oh, it's not No, I I think that's my least favorite part about summer is the humidity. Mm, But yeah. Yeah, Do you get humidity a lot in Michigan? Oh my God, it's literally the most humid place on the earth other than the freaking rainforest yes it was horrible is so you know michigan summers i can say are amazing wonderful but um yeah humidity was prevalent it is prevalent yeah Mm, yeah what about what about you you don't you don't you you probably don't get a ton of humidity down in southern california no it's really dry here now um i yesterday i went to long beach um to the long beach antique fair and to meet a friend for lunch but um uh and i I, our ac turned on at 8 30 in the morning here at home so like it's it's hot so that's when you know in the hundreds is your ac automatically turns on Yes. And so, but I drove, that's an hour west, obviously, you know, towards the beach and I get there and it's overcast and I'm like, I'm dressed for like a hundred degree weather and it's like 75 even overcast. It was actually really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually cannot complain. Um, and then you realize why some parts of all of LA County is so expensive. They, they do have different weather than we do inland. It's, it's, a big contrast yeah well there and here whenever it gets because it's very unusual to have heat in the 90s consistently here but all mm-hmm. summer it's been 80s and 90s here it really has mm-hmm. been a very hot summer um but then i'll get mad and i'm like why am i experiencing i moved here so that i didn't experience this shit and then i'll check um as if this is gonna change things in some way i'll check the mm-hmm. the weather on the mm-hmm. coast and it's like 65 and i'm like why didn't i move to the coast I'm just, I'm almost there, but not quite. (laughs) Come on, Alice, let's go. We're going to take a road trip. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy how different the weather is at the coast. Yeah, yeah. And you don't even have to go that far away. Mm -hmm. How far are you from the coast? It's like an hour, maybe? An hour and a half-ish. If if you drive like you're from Portland, which most people do. For me, an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, so what's going on with you? Anything new? Um, not really. Um, if you're local to me, um, check the Psychic Sister website. Um, and I'm doing readings live, um, in person, 30 minute readings. So, um, but, oh, and we're, we're going to do, we're going to start doing classes there. So I just launched like three classes. Oh. So that's exciting. Um, that's great. and there's another kind of cool announcement. I, I can't really make this one right now. Um, but okay. I will soon, but, um, I'll just say that it'll give y'all another podcast to listen to. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Nothing super, um, 
exciting going on right now? What about with you? Mm, no, nothing. No, no. New How's the house coming? It's good. You know, I was talking to my friend yesterday uh, about that. Um, and it's always in retrospect that you see, right, the lessons and everything mm-hmm. that you've learned. And I knew that at the time when we purchased the house that um, I, I forgot what the placement was. It was now, but whatever like strong placement was going on in that time was in my house, my astrological house of um home and uh, home and family so I knew that it was going to be like you know a big change or whatever um but just thinking about how much I learned about myself in this process beautiful um that I'd never really I hadn't really sat down to consider because for years for years before when Mike and I would try to like do some kind of home improvement project it would not go well like we like we both are kind of quick to quick to frustrate with something not you know not going correct the first try. I can't relate at all and to that <laughs> so then we'd end up like mad and so then we like and then we're like just kind of in a bad mood and then we're like getting in a bad mood with each other and it was just not a good combination so whenever he would say things like oh yeah like you know maybe one day we'll flip a house or one day we'll do this Mm -hmm. and I'm just like no no No, I don't (laughs) want to do that no that sounds horrible Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I already know how we get so anyway because I worked so much in the house a lot of it was alone, even though like I had like, you know, my mom's boyfriend was the one that helped me the most, but he'd be off in one room doing whatever he was doing. And then I would be off in another room, you know, removing wallpaper or whatever the hell I was doing. Um, so just that lesson of, for me, of not being so quick to frustrate and allowing myself just that grace of like, okay, shit doesn't work out the first time. Like, okay, this tool didn't work for that. Let's try something else. And instead of getting pissed, because it's so much more, you know, it's so much more weight that you put upon yourself when you're getting mad on top of something already going wrong. Like that you don't need that added thing. Right. Um, that added frustration, the added bad energy on top of what you're already going through. So I really did learn to put that in check. Yeah. And to really let that go mm-hmm. and not be that person who's so quick to anger right. and quick to frustrate anymore. So still always a work in progress, but I, I do feel like I'm much, I have a much better tool about when it comes to dealing with the, that situation now going forward than I did in the past. That's huge, huge. And, um, you know, that, that's just a huge um, lesson as far as, um, you know, looking for the gold nugget in, in our experiences, maybe they're difficult Mm -hmm. or challenging. I mean, the gold nugget is your house. It's flipping gorgeous. Um, you know, also it's interesting that this is the topic or this is the realization that you're having now, because right now the astral energy is really supporting that, that sort of Mm -hmm. looking back, um, you know, as we move into September. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Looking back and saying, ah, look, what are the lessons and what can I give up? That sort of thing. Yeah, I like that. That's thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
So you were going to talk about the numerology then, right? Yeah. Season coming well, up. good segue, right? September. So September is a huge month in numerology, okay? Because the energy of your personal year, and I talked about personal years last week's episode, um, the energy of your personal years tends to sort of peak in September. Um it okay. actually peaks in August, so it's peaking now, right? And now mm-hmm. we're being shown um, all of the lessons that we had for the first seven and a half, eight months. And then we're oh. looking at them and saying, this is what I learned. Like you just you know, showed us that you learned <laughs> how to be less quickly, how to anger less quickly. Anyway, so September is sort of a culmination of the lessons and stuff that we've grown since January. So Whenever I do anybody's numerology chart, one of the first things that I tell them is that a personal year is experienced in phases. And if you look back, you'll go, oh, yeah. So, for example, January through March, which is the first three months, that's when we have all of our experiences, our adventures, our life circumstances. That's when the big things happen. The big things that are setting the foundations for what's for the rest of the energy of the year to come in. Then yeah. April through May, that's when we start to experience this, the challenges and the lessons. We have to make decisions. We have to, you know, it can feel hard and, you know, like, ugh, you know, what is this? Why did I do this? Why is this happening to me type of thing? Then we move into the next phase of this whole personal year lesson, which is June through August, when we actually, we see our outcomes and we see the assimilations, right? And this is where you are right now. You're seeing the outcome and you're assimilating it all. And then September Mm -hmm. through December, which is the last phase of the year is all about integration and then new directions because September is about integration Mm -hmm. and then the 10 month October and then 11 is those are one month's new forward directions, um, new forward, new opportunities, new directions, that sort of thing. The one is all about new. And then those, yeah, those new directions for 2024, um, are coming. So yeah, 2024. Yep. 2024. So, or I'm sorry, no, 2023. So, so right now or in October, in um, October or um, November, you're going to start seeing signs, synchronicities mm-hmm. of the things that are going to come in your next personal year. So what what year are you in? You're in a one this year, right? It, did we do, or are you in a nine, a nine or a one? What did we figure that out last week? It was a, it was a master number. It was a two 11. An 11 two per, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so you're in a two year. Ah, yes. Uh, yeah, see, so your two year is about, um, partnerships, relationships, the entire year. It's been about that. Um, mm-hmm. and then, so you're going to be going into a three year, which is about personal creativity. So that's, yeah, we talked about this uh-huh. last week because okay. that's when sort of yep. you can put that, you can put the housework aside mm-hmm. and focus more on an authentic, a more authentic expression of self. So, so anyway, September, it's a great year for, to review the goals of your year. Um, look at all the Mm -hmm. things that you've accomplished, all of your lessons and all of your triumphs really celebrate those triumphs because as summer sort of starts to wind down, um, September can feel like the start of something new, right? New possibilities, new kids going back to school, that sort of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to get back into things and, um, embrace new challenges. So, 
um, I just wanted to talk about taking advantage of that nine energy, wrap things up, set time aside to review the last eight months and then realign before the busyness of the fall activities and the holidays hit. So it's a big, it's a big month. Yeah. yeah. I, the, it's so spot on. Yeah. I wish I had known this information like a long time ago. Right. right? Just, just this breakdown, this, yeah. the, the breakdown of you have, for, you know, for each, basically every three months. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I can, I can absolutely 100% see it for this year, just because I feel like I have taken the time to look at, to look back on things. But in other years, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I know this for sure. I mean, there was like, just thinking about like the year that I got married, we got married in June, you know, that's the, it lines up with outcomes and assimilation, like, you know, just things like that. It, 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 yeah, it's perfect. So wouldn't it be awesome if you had a friend who was doing these reports for people um, and they would do one for you and send it to you as a gift? Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be great. That'd be so great if that was a thing. (laughs) All I'm saying is I I really would have used this information maybe like a decade ago is what I'm saying. Yes. But I'm very uh, uh, honored and glad to have it now. Yes. There is one on on its way to you. I'm actually – I just did my first – personal year report. It's like a 35 page report. So it goes into the phases. It goes into into each month individually. It goes into the year. It gives you a a summary of your numerology report. And, um, and then I do like a message from your spirit guides at the very end. So every year I do some sort of forecast, but this year I was like, Mm -hmm. man, I can't do a 12 month forecast. It's like pulling 12 cards. Um, per person. And I usually get like 25 or 30 requests for them. It's just, it was so much work and I just physically couldn't do it. So I was like, how can I give people this really amazing information without it feeling like a burden sort of like a daunting, daunting task. task. That's great. It wasn't a burden. It was a daunting task. And honestly, I asked my higher self and within like, I'm not kidding you within like 10 minutes, I had an outline of this. Um, so I did one for Kathy to, and I, and I sent it to her and I'm like, show me, um, you know, like give me feedback and that sort of thing. And then, um, I'm going to do one for you and the same thing, but I wanted to wait for Kathy's feedback in case there were like major changes. So, so these will be on sale. Um, um, they're not going to be super, super expensive. Uh, they're going to be about the same price as a reading. And I'll drop that and let everybody know when they're on sale. But uh, they're awesome reports that will help you really get a handle on what you can expect in your year. I wasn't expecting that to turn into a salesy thing, but, uh, you know. <laughs> no, it worked. Yeah, it did. It did. Because really, I just want to talk about the phases of the, the personal year. It's natural. It's natural. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right. Um, oh, a couple announcements. Just a reminder for everyone. You can find us on Instagram under Esoterics Podcast. We do like to um, share, obviously, the post whenever the episodes go live. It's a really great way to share the podcast and share certain episodes that maybe resonated with you specifically. And then you can also find us, each of us individually. My user on Instagram is Fioralise, F-I-O-R-A-L-I-Z underscore. And then Joe, um, she's got two accounts and you can find her under Joe Figueres underscore Akashic underscore reader and Joe Figueres underscore studio. You just type in Joe Figueres, you'll find it. It's her. true. There's, there's, yeah, just J-O Figueres all in one word and there I pop up. Yep. 
Yeah. You, have you had have you had to deal with uh, uh, those scammers um, copying your account? Girl, right? no. It's knock wood and thank you because every time I see somebody else dealing with that, I get so scared like sad for them because fuck these people these fucking people that take and and copy people's posts and then Mm -hmm. scam money and then oh my god it's horrible i can't imagine yeah it's it's awful just you know i don't offer readings through my instagram so i don't feel like i've i'm a target necessarily for that for that reason um but i definitely get a lot of messages in my inbox yeah those fucking scammers and then i have to i have to respond you do yeah i know right and fuck with them mm-hmm. and then yes. those podcast buttholes who every time we make a post they're like promoted on so and so and it's like damn it i thought it was a legitimate I mean, comment or engagement i know <laughs> makes me sad like oh but you know what it's a comment so whatever. i mean i guess right <laughs> um somebody was talking some people i think it was you that was telling me about it how people buy followers and stuff um, yes. And then when I was talking with um, Jade, um, my social media guru, she was like, yeah, don't do that. Because um, no. when they find out, when Instagram finds out, they'll um, cancel all those accounts and then you lose followers that you paid for. Yeah. And, yeah, and they're not even it, engaging. It's, it's not worth it, really. No, no it's not. It's not Mm-mm. worth it. But that is how you can tell a scammer's account, though, as well, is there's – uh, I think we talked about this. There's like several things you can look at, yeah. like the date one, one, the, the number one thing is if this person has like 20 posts on their page, but they were all posted on the same day, that's like red flag, number one scammer. Yeah. Um, but sometimes they'll have like a thousand followers right off the bat. So it kind of throws you off because right. you're like, oh, you know, this person has you mm-hmm. know, a lot of followers, but then you look at them mm-hmm. and they're all just like empty accounts. Right. They're just like no no post Mm-mm. just a username picture account so they're not even real followers Mm-mm. so anyway yeah. yeah no no i like i like organic um growth but it would be really nice to have like something go viral and pick up like you know a couple thousand followers in a day that would be awesome yeah yeah it'll happen it'll happen all it'll right happen. what are we talking about today Oh, today let's have a conversation about walk-ins and wanderers. So based on your knowledge right off the top of your head, what's a Mm walk-in? A walk-in is basically when someone's consciousness decides to just leave and then someone else comes in and basically takes over. Exactly. That's what a walk-in is. And then there's like several different aspects of that. There's wanderers. We'll talk about them and we'll talk about step-ins, which actually that's the same thing as a walk-in, but um, these things called other kins and then there's hosts and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into, um, you know, all that good stuff. So um, a walk-in, it's a new age concept right? It's a person whose original soul has departed his or her body and has been replaced with a new soul. And that can either be temporarily or permanent. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, esoterically, um, an explanation of a walk-in, they're also called step-ins. All right. Uh So this is how I'm going to break this down. 
So basically, walk-ins are an individualized aspect of our higher self. Remember I talked about how the higher self breaks off 25% of the soul and puts it in our bodies. So that's what that Uh is. That's what an aspect is. So basically, when we incarnate our higher self or our oversoul sort of downloads a portion of our consciousness into this little freshly born baby human body. Okay. And then that's us. We're born. But then at some point in life, that soul, the portion of the soul, um, like you, me, um, we're like, fuck that. I'm piecing the fuck out. Like this sucks, right? Mm. Life is overwhelming. It's disheartening. It's emotional, physical trauma, pain, whatever. For whatever reason, people are like, I'm out. Um, This gives another aspect of the same higher self or the same oversoul or a completely new soul, the opportunity to incarnate into a body without, um, you know, to continue learning, but also without the pesky-ness of being hmm. born. Hmm. So, okay. so that was super interesting. It sort of really sort of nailed down how we, how, how we're connected to our higher self because of those little pieces of, of, of aspects of the soul, which is just energy. Have we talked about SIDS before? With Sudden infant death. I think that we infant. mentioned it in one of one or two podcasts, but we haven't talked talked about it. No, that that's that that's part of what it is. Is that when the baby's consciousness, the soul, just decides to like, nah, I'm out, and they just leave. Yeah. And yep. There's no explanation. It's just no. And they were just out. And even babies that are stillborn, um, there's there's a lot of. Um, interesting sort of stories out there from hypnotherapists that babies um, that are born as twins a lot of time one twins like fuck that nope and then mm-hmm. you know then mm-hmm. one twin is born and the other is isn't and then also is stillborn babies they're like nah mm-hmm. I've decided no yeah be you know because the concept with a wa- with with souls is that you know it's re- technically not technically a soul until it, it, the baby's born, right? Because the, the baby's mm-hmm. not hanging around mm-hmm. in the belly. The baby will go in the belly or the soul will go in the belly to experience it for a half a second or so. For a little bit. Kicking mm-hmm. and all those mm-hmm. things. And then the soul's yeah. like, peace out. And they're out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, they're in and out. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So um, in a nutshell, walk-ins are higher frequency aspects of a soul that incarnates to help and heal during times of transformation, basically. So we'll mm. talk about why. Why would they choose to do that? All right. But first, let's talk about the history. So walk-in is an ancient concept that was first described in like Hindu belief. Um, and so okay. the most famous Hindu story of a walk-in is that of a missionary whose name was Taru Mular. And legend has it that he voluntarily left his body in order to reanimate this young guy who had just died. And so Taru Mular's body was taken up to heaven by the god Siva, and then his consciousness was spent in the remainder of his life on earth in the body of the young man. And it also gave him an ability to access that young man's knowledge and including an ability to speak another language. Hmm. Yeah, so that's the, sort of the first and the most famous walk-in story, um, you know, okay. in in history. Okay. But um, there isn't there isn't a ton out there. I'm going to be honest, but um, there's a lot of articles and research out there that reference the same stories over and over. And we're going to highlight those here. 
Okay. So with the walk-in thing, though, this is something that happens and the other consciousness or the the other soul, the original soul of the person is gone, right? Like, yep. it's not like they go back and forth. Nope. Well, um, well, maybe. And when we'll, when we get to another option, another sort of component of okay. this, we'll talk about that. But for the most okay. part, yeah. You know, um, okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm out. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And then somebody's like, don't waste that body. <laughs> so mm. then they jump in and then they Got take it. over. Okay. So modern interest in walk-in a sort of phenomenon started with the series um, Seth Speaks. That's a book by written by Jane Roberts. And she channeled Seth. Seth was the spiritual being who introduced us to the whole concept of your thoughts create your reality. And that started sort of the new age um, renaissance in the 70s. In the 70s? Yeah. Your That's thoughts create your reality. That sort of concept. Mm. So hippies okay. were already around, but that whole new age um, yeah, new agey is all about that creating our reality in 79, another, um, contribution came out and that was a collection of accounts about walk-ins by Ruth Montgomery. And now Ruth Montgomery is a little bit out there, right? She claimed mm -hmm. that Thomas Jefferson was a host to walk-ins, um, who wrote the declaration of independence. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Right. I mean, you know, but it is what it is, right? Because Thomas Jefferson, he was a slave owner, so that's what I remember about him. He is also, yeah, yeah. He's also a piece of garbage. Well, there's that so, too. You know. um, <laughs> so, you know, I don't know if that redeems him because he wrote the Declaration of Independence. I don't know. But regardless, mm. dude was mm. dude was apparently a walk-in according to Ruth. You know, awful people can do bad things. It doesn't stop them from being awful people. That, thank you. <laughs> awful people can do good things. It doesn't stop them from being awful people. Bastards. Yep. yep. Okay. In the 90s, Liz Nelson founded Walk-Ins International. I thought this was kind of funny. And she held biannual conferences throughout the country until her death in 20. Or No, she died in like 2002. And so what's happening now is that there's a bunch of walk-ins they have started to receive guidance that it's time to gather again because the earth is shifting and everything. So there might be more coming up about this, um, but I didn't dig too deeply into it because I don't particularly, mm. um, I'm not a walk-in and it's just a really interesting topic for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then some more current new age beliefs surrounding walk-in support like a variety of experiences other than that consciousness. Okay. So for instance, now we're getting into trance channeling, which is allowing, okay. yes, a spirit to step in. Um, soul merging is another thing where two souls merge. So that's one of, one of the, one of the sort of theories mm. I was talking about how the original soul doesn't necessarily leave or need to leave in every instance. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and those are called other kins, which we're going to get into other kins in a minute, where the original soul is said to remain present and coexisting in integrating with the new one. Hmm. Yeah. So it can get a little bit convoluted. There's a lot of, of, of really interesting sort of, I mean, everything can be tied back to being a walk-in. Really, anything can, you know, near-death experience, all that stuff. So, hmm. all right. So walk let's talk about like characteristics of a walk-in um, so basically okay. somebody dies or somebody um all of a sudden your friend or your family member um they cha their personality changes and i'm talking noticeably 
emotional trauma um, experienced by the original soul is now experienced as someone else's memory. And then the walk-in has very little or no emotional impact. Okay. It's been described as like a memory of a memory. So, you know, any trauma, any abuse, it's, they're just not experience it or experiencing it the same as they used to. So that's more a sign mm. of a walk-in. Okay. Um, traumatic events are either forgotten unless somebody else mentions them or they just don't remember them. I, or as far as like, uh. they're just, it's not something that's present in their life. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Life changes like divorce and loss of a long loved one can be um, an indicator that a walk-in or it can be a trigger point, but then also those life changes can also be an indicator, especially with like big changes that something has, mm -hmm. something is not right. See, so like I said, you can, you can tie pretty much everything back to the concept of a walk-in. I see. Yeah. Um, once they enter a person, once a walk-in enters a person, often after that traumatic experience, uh, maybe a serious illness or a near-death experience, um, that person starts to behave in a manner completely at odds with earlier established sort of behavior patterns. Uh, and so, hmm. for instance, they used to be confrontational and hold a grudge, but now all of a sudden they just walk away from drama. They forgive and forget. I mean, again, I mean, yes, it could be a walk-in or it could just be somebody who's like, I'm tired of carrying the burden of anger. Sure. You know? Sure. It also reminds me of like when people go to prison and then they come out, you know, completely different, completely changed, changed like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. night and day. Yeah. And, and usually it's like they found God or they found religion or something. And then they found Jesus. That's what it is. <laughs> so but uh no I, yeah that's it's interesting no but think about that too that's an interesting topic because if somebody went to prison they were found guilty especially if they were found guilty of something they didn't do and they're like screw that um it would be a mm. good opportunity for a walk-in to come in experience life in prison right imprisoned life yeah. um and then you know maybe experience life after imprisonment or whatever so because souls yeah. choose experiences under circumstances that you and i would be like are you freaking insane i'm not doing that <laughs> But right. as a soul, we're like, yeah. what are you talking about? That's gold. That's experience. It's that's fun. yeah, that's fun. <laughs> no, it's it's fun in some weird other planet dimension. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, now there are walk-ins who are conscious of the shift or of the switch, um, and they have offered several explanations um, that the original soul has left and gone on to the other side. Um, that the original soul reincarnated, and then they've left you know, me in charge. Um, the walk-in may claim that they're a new version of their former self, an older, more experienced mm -hmm. soul or any other sort of origin. There, there was even some mention of extraterrestrials, um, you know, the souls of extraterrestrials, which I guess we're all extraterrestrials, but um, I left that one out because I'm like, but we're all extraterrestrials. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and then it kind of proves the whole like, conspiracy of the reptilians and politics i and mean it, it really does it really does this was cool to get all of this information and see it all <laughs> in one topic but it left me with more questions number one and number two it really didn't prove anything or or um i was like eh, i'm not i'm and not convinced kinda, 
that's kind of one of these things. But you know, I'm really glad that we're doing this this week because this ties in perfectly for what I'm working Yay, on. Yay! See, like, it's perfect. And we don't talk yeah. about these things either. We don't really share with each other in a major we way. Don't what we're it doing. In that way. No, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have an idea, yeah. but we're not like, okay, we're going to do this and then this yeah. and this. So, yeah. um, let's see now. Walk-ins claim um, a heightened psychic sensitivity, and then they also, after the walk-in takes takes control, quote, quote unquote, mm-hmm. they may take up work as healers or teachers too. So, um, remember, you know the story of Doreen Virtue. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people claim that she was a walk-in. She is a walk-in now because she was love and light and just a huge mentor. She got me interested in spirituality in deep ways and then Mm -hmm. just turned on a dime. She was like, that's it. You're all going to hell. It's like, what is she fucking crazy? Is she is she serious? Am I being punked? What's happening? Threw all of her cards away, like burned them. I was like, oh my god, no, give them to me, right? Like all her books. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was insane. Mm -hmm. And now, oh my god, I don't even know what she's doing now because um, I haven't checked in on her. Because we don't care. I know, I know, right? (laughs) She's with a different audience now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't like to. you know, label <laughs> mental illness, but she's freaking crazy now. <laughs> uh, walk-ins basically are here to help raise the vibrational levels of humanity for the most part, right? Because the soul is looking for an experience. The soul is looking for learning. Um, yeah. it, it, the soul doesn't really, like I said earlier, doesn't really want to bother with the tedious process of incarnating in the usual fashion, going through birth okay. and then having to deal with growing up and stuff. The soul wants instant gratification. It wants instant knowledge. So I I truly believe Mm. though, that working in the Akashic records, that there are people that make these contracts and say up until this point, and then I'm going to peace out. And then, you know, um, okay. So people just, they, once their contract, once a soul contract has been, um, met or the conditions of the contract have been met, Mm -hmm. A person has free will. Um, and a lot of times there have been people that have uh, um, had diseases or, you know, gotten diseases, that sort of thing, because they're like, no, I'm done. I just want to go home. Okay. Yeah. All right. So all that said, there's no known method to prove whether or not the walk-in experience has occurred. Okay. Um, yeah. Walk-ins are not quite um, thought of as like ascended masters, but they're definitely more spiritual, compassionate, and sympathetic than the original person um, that they inhabited. Mm-hmm. Um, and I shouldn't even say compassionate. I just say should say that they're definitely more um, focused on a spiritual journey versus before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is sometimes disputed by like the spouse of a walk-in who divorce. And that happens a lot with people that claim they're walk-ins. And then there's a lot of, there's a high divorce rate um, because the the spouse is like, you're not the person that I married, um, you know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, that's also the walk-in. This isn't what I signed it's up for. not what for. I signed up for, but also the walk-in divorces because the walk-in is like, you know, I'm not really interested in carnal love. <laughs> <laughs> or or you're not the one I would have chosen. So <laughs> right. So I mean, you know, give it to the walk in. It's like, what? Bye. <laughs> All right. So now here's something that's slightly off topic, but that's worth mentioning. Is multi-dimensional existence. Okay, so I want to talk about this. 
So from the perspective of a multidimensional existence, um, you know, walk-ins could also be um, um, people living in parallel universes. So, Mm -hmm. all right. So first I have to first point out that our universe is made up of hundreds and of billions if not trillions of galaxies throughout space. Um, After all the evaluation, astronomers um, estimate that there are over 10 billion galaxies in our known universe, okay? And over 100 billion stars in just, in each of those galaxies. So Mm -hmm. that's 1 billion trillion stars in the universe that are unknown, unexplored. We have no idea what's out there. But yeah, to us, to right? Us. To us as humans. Right. Mm-hmm. And to think that we are the only intelligence, um, intelligent source in the universe and really not all that intelligent. We are, you know, it's humanity's doomed, right? It's preposterous <laughs> and humanity is doomed. All right. So yeah. with that knowledge, many researchers sort of support the idea of parallel universes and they actually have legitimate mm-hmm. supporting theories. It's really, really interesting. I didn't want to go too far down into the rabbit hole because you know then you start dealing with big bang string theory quantum (laughs) sciencey stuff and i'm just my brain is my brain's like i know no but the point is is that (laughs) we might be living one of an infinite number of possible potential lives simultaneously because of yes. that multidimensional existence. And if we're all energy, then it's very, it would be very easy to switch from one to the other. Because mm. as I said earlier, s- some walk-ins or many walk-ins are simply a brand new aspect of the higher self. So if my higher self, my oversoul okay. is like all encompassing and the one or part of oneness, then it would mean mm. that individuation of that soul could be male, female, it could be animal, it could be plant, it could be whatever I wanted it to be. So yeah, yeah, that's just quantum-y. And, and within that, I think it's string theory, I could be completely wrong, but one of those theories that they, where they try to talk about or try to explain dimensions and all that, one of the belief systems or the theories is that for every action that you take or every choice that you make, the alternate option yeah. exists. Yes. Yeah. However, the like, le- like less important the decision is, like, let's say, for example, I chose to have toast this morning for breakfast. I could have had oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Like there exists this, you know, universe in which I had the oatmeal. But that's not really like a life affecting Mm-mm. choice. Whereas maybe... If at one point I did, decided to take one job versus the uh, job that I actually took, that's like a bigger decision, you know, that then led me to like meet, meet my spouse and all like it completely changes your life because you made this one decision. So that that decision actually has a lot more energy to it. And so that other dimension or that other technique, kind of like a road, if you think mm-hmm. about it, that other road carries a lot further than like my oatmeal and toast decision because you know one affected my life and the other one eh, is pretty minimal yes i love that remember in january i had the choice between the feed the job mass or feed feed Uh the mass job or the jewelry jewelry. fabrication Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. to this day i still will always wonder 
what if had I taken that jewelry fabrication job? What if? Because yeah. we know how the other one ended up. I was like, fuck this job. I don't really want this. Um, you yes. know, and then all of a sudden I found myself at Psychic Sister doing amazing things yeah. that I love. Would I have also yeah. found myself at Psychic Sister with the jewelry fabrication job? Or would I be on a path uh, more aligned with doing and creating and designing jewelry full time? Either mm. I'm happy, um, but yeah. yeah, I love that. I love how you put that together because it's true it, it would be cool there i wish that we could movie. explore all of our lives yeah there was a movie i saw last night on netflix mm-hmm. and it's which one it's called look both ways oh me and too yes that's the one <laughs> isn't it cute it was the cutest it's stinking so movie cute it is yes. so adorable if you love rom-coms watch this movie but if you like rom-coms and a little spiritual woo like it's so good <laughs> yes it was so cute it was basically just they they took this girl was in college and she had basically two paths she could take and so instead of mm-hmm. showing her taking one they showed her taking both simultaneously at the yep. same time it was so cool so yeah yep. check it out um yeah. look both ways on netflix yeah, it was really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very, very cute movie. Yeah, that's what I was going to tell you. I'm glad you watched it too. Yeah, okay. And listen, <laughs> while we're at it, can I just give a shout out to Hulu, um, the Hulu original movie Prey? Because that was phenomenal. So good. Um, and I think it was the best out of the Predator, seri- the Predator series. But then another one of my friends uh-huh. said that they have um, a version where it is all completely in Comanche. Um, so it's indigenous oh. Comanche language. Um, er, okay. Yeah, like, yeah, like so good, good, really good movie is Prey. I don't like the Predator oh. series. I thought it was dumb. I'm like, you can't see the fucker. Like, <laughs> why are you even messing with this thing? Leave it alone. Um, I, I, and I think Predator was dumb. But so I was hesitant about this one and I put it on mm-hmm. when I was also distracted. So, you know, and I dropped yep. everything within like, five minutes and I watched that sucker like on the edge of my seat. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Another one of our famous tangents. It all rolls. Okay. So the next topic that I want to talk about is other kins and hosts. So this is sort of a variation on the walk-in sort of theory out there. Okay. The Otherkin community defines a walk-in with a caveat um, that people with multiple personalities may have one or more beings in their body without the host needing to depart. So this also Mm. ties back to the question that you asked earlier about does the host have to be Mm -hmm. there? Um, Now, the origins of these souls of Otherkins um, vary because they're thought to be animal spirits as well as humans um, and also mythological mm-hmm. creatures. I, you know, and mm-hmm. I just think of fairies, right? Like what if they're fairies? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the cool thing is, is that they are thought to share the body, but usually with permission and awareness of the host. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, me, I'd be like, no, <laughs> no, you find a different body. Find your own body. But, did, you know. Did you ever watch United States of Terra? Uh, I don't know if I did, but I know it sounds familiar. It was with uh, Toni Collette. She was, she was amazing in it. She was phenomenal. It was, yeah, her acting. She, but she played a, a woman who had, 
a multiple personality disorder. Oh, cool. And but she had like five different personalities in her. Um, and it's funny that you say like the animal one because there was one that was like definitely an yes. animal. Because <laughs> it had like no rhyme or reason. No. And it was wild. It was just a wild creature. And um, yeah, it was, it's a, it's good, a good show. show so check it out. Ever, yeah. It was an amazing show. I mean, I can see where sometimes I sort of invoke the energies or the medicine of my my spirit animal, panther. You know, it's like when I need to be more Mm -hmm. deliberate and, you know, just focused or even sensual or whatever about something. So Mm -hmm. um, I guess I I guess I would rephrase that, that I would allow panther to um, share my body. And I do actually. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so there's another phenomenon that's often confused with the walk-in experience and that's called hosting and a host is a person who believes they voluntarily share their body with other souls while retaining their own consciousness and sense of self this one i can totally get on board with because that's what i do as a medium and a channel that's exactly Mm -hmm. what i do now hosts experience Um, the spirits of deceased relatives or friends and lovers, spirit guides, that sort of thing. Um, And that's sort of this description that was given by spiritual mediums who believe that they can allow, um, you know, a loved one or a spirit guide to take up residence in their body temporarily or permanently. So when I channel and you're a channel too, so, you know, it's like um, you can switch between the consciousness of being in your body and then, sort of take a step back and let the consciousness of that being communicate through you. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not thinking of what I'm about to say next. It's just coming out of my mouth. Okay. And so then I don't normally remember it. So same thing, right? When you, Mm -hmm. when you channel, it just comes out of you in writing or whatever. So yeah. The concept of sharing the body with spirit, that's not a new thing. That's well-known, again, mediumship, channeling, that sort of thing. But it's really Mm -hmm. well-known in indigenous cultures because, you know, that's where spirituality, I believe. True spirituality is in the culture, I believe. Um, Religion is not, has nothing to do with it. But spirituality is based in the culture. So one of the central practices of Vaudan, V-A-U-D-O-N is a religion practiced by the people of Nigeria and Ghana, and they allow spirits to take temporary possession of human bodies to give advice and to help all the people. Oh, yeah, I like that one. Um, folk healing can involve a similar um, ceremony in which a departed ancestor takes over a living body for the same purpose. It's all mediumship. Mm. And then in some Gulf Coast Native American tribes, leaders and healers are chosen from those who have the most spiritual, the most spirits living inside of them. Uh, uh, all right. So then the last one I want to talk about is, is, um, wanderers. Wanderers are also, um, known as like star seeds, rainbow children and crystal children. And though, you know, they walk among us, they, all of these walk-ins and hosts and other kins, they all walk among us, but wanderers are thought of as souls connected to another place, planet or realm who are here specifically for a mission. And that's what the kids these days are being born. You know, um, they're being born here with a mission to help raise the vibrational frequency of this planet so that we can have people not being idiots who want to start wars and be racists and all that shit. 
They describe the feeling of being from another planet um, who is like somebody who's just wandered here to prepare humanity for Earth's transition back to light. And um, it's not particularly uncommon and it ends really when all souls leave the physical and return to higher consciousness, which who knows, right? That's full ascension, I guess, is what they're um, referring to. But um, the other thing too is that wanderers don't necessarily remember what their mission is, but it's always present in the DNA codes of their human body, which again, when we get into esoterics, the DNA codes are all um, in our etheric field. That's how I read the Akashic records is through um, Mm -hmm. the energy bodies and all that stuff. So um, like I said, they're typically known as star seeds, rainbow and crystal children. Um, and they often possess abilities, including telepathy, clairvoyance, energy cleansing, deep empathy, reality shifting, which is really cool. Um, that's, that's something that's interesting. Um, and so then when you re- you can recognize these people in your life, these wanderers, like indigos are super stubborn. Um, and they are intolerant of, of unfairness. Um, to me, that reminds me of a nine humanitarian. Mm. Um, let me see often diagnosed with some form of autism. This one's really interesting. Rainbow children are the latest wave of healing souls to come to earth. So a lot of kids these days are being diagnosed with autism or they're being diagnosed as neurodivergent or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, you Mm -hmm. know, and so this of course, is just a theory that they are actually rainbow children. Oh yeah. Um, I was listening to this channeling by of of the group called Quo. They're like a group of consciousness of spirits who came through and channeled messages for people um, through through us through a group of people, and they started from like the seventies, but. At one point, they were asked what, like, why some people have autism. Like, what's the explanation? Like, is there a spiritual, like, explanation behind behind autism? And they said that what they're doing here, there's usually they are uh, souls that have already incarnated many times before. And it's just another way of experiencing life. And that's it. Like, there's, there doesn't have to be like all these crazy, like, you know, woo woo explanation to it. It's just, they're just here to experience life in a different way. It's, it's, you know, how they chose to come in, you know, for that specific incarnation. And a lot of times they're not as, as much as yes, it's a learning experience for them, but it's more of an experience for yeah. them it's not so much the learning no. the learning the lesson is more for the people in their family yep. or the people that they have to be around a hundred percent that's you just tied it all up in a nutshell the whole concept of reincarnation it in karma karma is not and i say this a thousand times and i'm gonna keep saying it it is not mm-hmm. punitive karma is experiential so many people that have alcoholic parents or spouses Mm -hmm. or partners or whatever are in this, that life because of a past life in which they themselves were alcoholics. So what better way Mm -hmm. to experience something if you are an alcoholic is to experience it on the other end of what it feels like to love an alcoholic. So yeah, yeah, that, that I love that. Um, 
you know, that, 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 that message is out there saying it's mm-hmm. just an experience. And that's why people get so mad also though, when you tell them, you know, like it's say, the same goes for abuse and the same goes for, you know, we have free will. Humans don't need to make decisions to abuse people or hurt people, you know, but yeah, it's still an experience nonetheless. So. Uh, okay, so then the last thing is about crystal children. They are infused with, um, you can recognize them because they have this light, this clarity, this joy, this just general love. Um, and they're very fair and compassionate and kind, um, a little bit more than indigo and rainbow siblings, um, just because hmm. these are the true um, anchors, the light workers, the healers, that sort of thing. Um, so I guess the whole thing, um, to wrap it up is, um, with these wanderers is that these, these star seeds, they see their existence as spiritual exercises instead of Mm -hmm. soul growth. Um, and their overall objective is to serve humanity. So that really ties into your last, what you just said is that these souls see it as an experience as, you know, um, it's a spiritual exercise versus, oh, I have to learn to grow that sort of thing. Yeah. It's yeah. And I don't think it's perceived on that level as a burden. No. Um, but I don't Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's, it's just about the learning. It's Mm -hmm. about the lesson and, and what they have to teach other people about maybe compassion Mm -hmm. or whatever patients understanding, um, loving unconditionally uh which is a something that is you know we need more of and all that stuff but you know it's hard we're human right i know that i'm yep exactly um, you know i know sometimes i even of myself i well why aren't i a little bit more patient and more you know spreading the love and light but that's just not who i am i'm not that love and light spreader um healer guru (laughs) i'm just not that person so you know what I say, <laughs> fuck, and I teach you how to be a badass intuitive. Um, and that's, that's good enough for me. And that's, that's how I'm going to live this life, you know, but yeah, we do need ev- more. Everyone's, yeah. Everyone has their own individual medicine. Yep. Yes, that's true. That's my medicine. Ooh, my medicine is I mm-hmm. say, fuck, and I teach you how to be a badass psychic. Yep. <laughs> let's do it i like unblock it. that throat chakra right. <laughs> exactly uh hey do we have anything do you have anything for the closing vibe yeah i just wanted to talk about really quickly about the upcoming planetary transits nice so this is information that i got from mindbodygreen.com okay. and first it's talking about the um Starting August, Wednesday, August 24th, this is Uranus goes into a retrograde into Taurus. So this has actually been happening. Uranus has been in an uncomfortable eight-year track through Taurus that actually started from May 2018. And so this is really going to affect us on a more broader or more social level. So you can kind of see how this is playing out when you ask ourselves, like, how are we cooperating as humans? And you see, like, there's this kind of a war, right, mm-hmm. of people that want to do things of, of changing shit and um, moving more into, like, a scientific way of thinking versus people who are stubborn and they want to stay in, like, old school and old school belief systems. So you, we see that kind of playing out. And so that's continuing on right now. Um, 
what you can do in this is you can take a look at the contradictions and see how you're how are you contributing to this energy how are you contributing to this world what kind of human are you um and then our favorite mercury goes retrograde and that is this thursday august 25th um and this one it starts in libra and then it'll end in virgo so it starts in an air sign and it goes into an earth sign so what if you think of how that kind of works, air signs are definitely more uh, cerebral, more in their heads. And then an earth sign is trying to work towards being more grounded. I'm not going to say they just are more grounded. They're usually trying to work towards that. But um, So what, what this is going to do, uh, the retrograde in Libra is really going to highlight our relationships, whether it's a love relationship, work relationship, however, friendships. Um, so it's going to have you re-examine that and take a look at what's working, what's not working, and what maybe what steps you need to take in order to get to how uh, how you want to strengthen these relationships. What maybe are you not saying? What um, are you asking for help when you need when you need help? You've probably been on this journey now for a while where you've been asking or you've been shedding away of relationships that no longer served you and you know getting rid setting up your boundaries and all that but when you need help are you willing to ask for it are you going into your community and and now like you have the friendships now like go and and use them utilize them so this is what that mercury is really going the mercury retrograde is going to teach you and really highlight for you if you haven't done so already um quick thing just get your contracts and stuff signed before september 9th because that's really what it's going to be in its peak um and then it will correct course on october 2nd and that'll be in virgo so yeah definitely um hashing out any creative compromises that can create conflict in your life Mm -hmm. and then for romance um let yourself be like, let yourself be in your head a little bit with when it comes to your, your romance. And remember that communication is just as much about listening as it is about finding the perfect words to express your point of view. And <laughs> that's true. Pay extra attention to aesthetics because visual cues are Mercury and Libra's love language. Uh, yes. Yes. <clears throat> that's such good information. Uh, and lastly, oh, there's more. the new moon. Oh, Yes. Yeah, because it's it's all like it's all bunched up this week. So our next new moon is Saturday, August twenty seventh, and this says those distracting piles and unchecked messages take up a lot of mental energy, even if you think you're ignoring them. So with stressful Mars and Gemini elbowing the new moon, you could have a meltdown trying to dig for that lost item. So rather than letting it get to that point. Open up your notes app, make a list. I do this. I, I tell people to do this shit mm-hmm. all the time. Like make lists. Like, it mm-hmm. makes it, it creates this like sense of satisfaction. It's true because you can I, check I it off and yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I love it. And lists. know that you got it done. Yeah. Yes. So over the next two weeks, start ticking off tasks one at a time. And then also since wellness is also in Virgo's wheelhouse, let the lunar lift reboot your fitness goals. Whether that means you're doing more outdoor activity because, you know, that's where Virgo, Virgo, earthy Virgo, we're getting outside, weather's a little bit better, so we can do that. So whatever that is, whether it's taking a hike with a friend or getting back to your yoga class, take a look at that. This is a really good time to do that. Also, your meals, could they be healthier? 
how's your sleep going? Maybe you need to create a little uh, sleep ritual for yourself before you get to bed in order to get yourself in that in that mood of getting ready for bed. I tell my daughter this all the time. I'm like, stop watching TV and eating and doing all the fucking things in your bed. Right. Like, then your brain no longer understands like – or your body really mm-hmm. doesn't understand that your bread is just for sleeping. Mm-hmm. It thinks that it's for all the mm-hmm. things and it's hard for you to just, you know, relax and calm mm-hmm. down. So yeah. if you are like my kids. Do you do you have a do you have a hard time falling asleep at night? I'm out. No. Yeah, I'm out. Like I hit that. No, I don't. And, I generally don't. Yeah. So how many of these things are have you found that are actually on your mind? How many of these suggestions that we just heard are things that you're actually experiencing in life? Are there a lot? Not a lot. I uh I keep getting excessively sore and in pain like after workouts and I Mm -hmm. know that I need to change something. I need to change up whatever Mm -hmm. I'm doing. So I've been thinking for a while that I need to go join like a Pilates club or a yoga studio. Mm -hmm. So that's probably what I will do. Mm -hmm. I just have to make sure that whatever contract I sign with these people gets done before September 9th because I don't want want any Mm -mm. fuck ups. Mm -mm. Um, But other than that, how about you? Do you, does something stick out for you? Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of the messages um, were like, oh yeah. And it, and it's, 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 that's what I'm experiencing right now. So I know I'm on track because I'm like, oh, that's been on my mind. And I've taken this step mm-hmm. to rectify that. Right. Like um, yep. Thursday was my last yoga class um, for that six week period. And I'm like, but I don't necessarily not want to do it anymore. Um, so Mm -hmm. I just was like Mm -hmm. immediately just signed up for another one. Um, you know, normally I'll like hem and haw and procrastinate, but I'm like, no, I'm not going to fuck around. So yeah, yeah, definitely making lists, um, you know, and, and eating healthier has been on my mind so much. We've talked about this, but last time we talked about it and I said that I asked for help and I just, my cravings for crap are just not there anymore, you know, so I can notice a difference. So it's interesting how our, our personal journeys will be reflected (laughs) in the astrology if we truly look at that and say, ah, you know, absolutely. Very cool. Yep. Absolutely. Good stuff, Manic. Yes, definitely. I think that's it. All right, everyone. Well, as usual, you can find us on all the socials under Esoterics Podcast. And be sure to join our Facebook community, the Esoterics community, to hear firsthand about our services, events, and courses, as well as access woo-friendly resources, energy updates, group-only pricing, and occasional cards and polls and freebies. You will also find support and information for developing your own spiritual and intuitive abilities, as well as your daily intuitive practices. Um, So that is something um, to really look forward to. And please send us an email and let us know the types of practices that you would like more information to. Um, It's really helpful. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting us into your life today. Stay mystical, magical, and ready to do it again next episode. See you guys later. 